welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you. You're back. You made it back. Yeah. I'm glad we have a big screen here so the people sitting way up in the upper deck, yeah. they, can, they can see. So they can see you up yeah. close and personal like I yeah. have the privilege of doing yeah. every week. <laughs> you wouldn't know this, but, it, but it's like, you know, when you do a live show and then in these theaters or they always have the big screens, mm-hmm. you know. And like the people sitting up front, they could look right at me and they're, and they're looking up there. <laughs> looking at the screens. <laughs> what am I there for? Well, I don't know, Chair. A lot of people ask themselves I have insecurities. <laughs> I know you do. God yeah. love you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Gene. Hey, how you guys doing? Do you remember uh, a few weeks ago, I raised the question, because yes. I saw it maybe as an opportunity for myself, that you get on a TV reality show called Running Wild with Bear Grylls. Oh, yeah, you did bring that up. Remember I talked about mm-hmm. that? And to recap real fast, it's a show, NBC. It's a big time, big network a reality TV show. Where Bear Grylls, who is this commando kind of guy from England, who's the the angle is every week, every episode, I think it's a half hour show, might be an hour, a celebrity, well known celebrity, A list people, Ben Stiller, Julianne Huff, a whole bunch of people. So uh, not Springer. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> well, let's just say A minus. A minus. Let's say A minus people. But look, and they go on this show, and then they go off and do something that he is very comfortable doing, something really crazy. They'll get airlifted into a place in some remote area, and they'll have to hike with very no gear. He's right. Make a couple knives, maybe, at yeah. the most, in a day pack with some rain gear. What? They have to make a shelter. They have to find and kill, if need be, and cook what food. What has this... Possibly got to do with me. Look, I thought this would be entertaining. I'm sorry. Get yourself an A-lister. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Good going point. for me. You could get mosquito bites out there. Yeah, at least he is a man of the wild. So I thought. <laughs> hey, you have to admit. Let's cut all the joking. This will be entertaining as hell if Jerry Springer was on Running I'd Wild like with Bear I'd like to see him out in the back of Ludlow, like just in the woods back there. Yeah, really. <laughs> see with him. With the- this would be seriously. Oh, it would be entertaining. Entertaining, yeah, because he's For a quipster. Whom? He he's, is the quipster, and he has no discernible skills at all whatsoever. None. And he fears. <laughs> oh, it gets better. He fears everything. Everything I know. Everything. I'm I'm in the room. I'm right here. I can hear you. <laughs> I mean, we say that with all due respect here. But no, I there's mean, no respect. <laughs> no, no respect. But, but no, I mean, like you're the, not really an outdoorsy type. But isn't that what would make it so <laughs> oh, freaking oh. entertaining? It really would. So I said, would you do it? And what did you say? No. No way. He said, not, <laughs> not well, happening. It's, it, it's absurd. I don't you travel any place without my pillow. It wasn't like, ah, let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Metamucil. You want me great. to go? <laughs> you want me <laughs> to go in the wild? <laughs> When no. I sit on a gosh darn pillow? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy. For the podcast, for a half oh, an hour man. podcast? I don't yeah. go but any he, place see, without he forgets cable. this is not, I mean, we are on Facebook Live and we love 
it when people yes. watch on Facebook Live. But most people hear this, you know, listen to it on their phones, some other place, audio only. It? He, Terry, pulled out from under we his We don't butt. need to go into it. Well, this. you're the one that showed it. A cushion that he sits on. Well, he's delicate. And he's delicate. <laughs> And he has been known, correct, Megan, during a podcast to take out of his pocket. I'm going to describe it the way it is. You got to speak truth to power occasionally, Megan. He'll take it. (laughs) He took out more than once. I don't know how else to say it, but toilet tissues all yeah. rolled up, and yeah. in there were Metamucil pills. Yep. And he takes some water and, and he takes guy. Let me tell you a true story. Maybe. I'll <laughs> no, this, this was. The, this in the, fact, this is this relates to Trump. Oh dear Lord. Oh no. Yeah. No, yeah. it oh, is. Oh my God. The only t- um, and he was always very nice to me, to be honest. Uh, but I worked for him back in, oh eight, uh, in the Miss Universe pageant, and leading up to it. They have to have a Miss USA. And the Miss USA, I think, was in Vegas. I think it was in Vegas. Anyway, I'm one of the judges at that. In Miss USA, the the finals, you know, which was in Vietnam, uh, I was the host. But during the American one, I was uh, one of the judges. And there were four judges. I was one of the four. And the other three were beautiful young women. And, in fact... It's Nick Lachey. Didn't you say Nick, Lachey's, Lachey's, Nick wife. Lachey's wife? The oh, last yes. Vanessa. So you I know I'm pardon. telling the truth. Okay, she's sitting next to me. And it, this is being televised. And I'm a judge. So if you're watching on television, all you see are the back of the judge's heads, right? So I'm sitting there. Now they're in a commercial break. At least I think it's a commercial break. Well, it's time for my Metamucil. So I reach into my pocket very quietly and just take it out, you know, on the table there. And there's tissue wrapped in tissue. Open the tissue up and I just take it and I have some water. So I just take it. And the lovely, you know, back then, this was 10 years ago or whatever. And so she was very young and she turns to me and she says, what's that? And I said, you know, it's Metamucil. And she says, oh, my God. <laughs> Should have lied and said it was drugs. Well, we were on television. <laughs> <laughs> I look up at the screen, and there I am. <laughs> oh, man. Now, that look, was embarrassing. Megan, I ask you. Yes, she. I'm just, I am, by the way, I am now head of the International Association <laughs> of Executive Producers. So I wow. know this business. Thing I know this business. There. <laughs> I will tell you, if he is hanging off the side of a rock face with Bear grills, he says, <laughs> Megan, here's how I produce it. On camera, he says, Bear, hold on, I got to take something. And Bear's hanging next to him on another rope. And Jerry takes the toilet tissue out of his pocket and he takes it and he says, what are you taking? It's Metamucil. That would be great for this show. Oh my God. No. And then you could even tell that anecdote. And how many times have you heard people say, honestly, that Jerry, he's a regular guy. That's (laughs) (laughs) What do you think makes me regular? (laughs) Now. You are, oh my God. I just, so, I just can't. I called. I'm just shaming myself. You, I know. You know, see, and that's the thing. You can't get mad no, at Gene and I, I no when this filter. is what you do. I have no filter. So I called Evictus. Uh-huh. Evictus is the production company. <laughs> so I called them. 
His producer's name is I Megan Hines. Her. She is really cool, too. I call, is that right? Yeah, oh. she's got a really cool Instagram. You need to follow her. Megan Hines. Yeah. Anyway, go on. That's, sorry. That's Bear Grylls? Producer. Yeah. How do you know that? Because my boyfriend follows her on Instagram. She, like, travels all over the place. She's oh really bad. Oh, my God. This is great. This is, I think this is going somewhere. Okay. So I called. <laughs> Let me know when we get there, Chief. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I hope. Can it be far away? Because yeah. I'm now pitching. I'm yeah. going to pitch this. Yeah, sure. Gary Springer on Running Wild with Bear Grylls. And they're like, now nah, you got to do this form. So I went online. Gene's like, that's way too much. I filled out the form. I filled it out. I said, here's, I said, I'm Gene Galvin. I produce this show. Here's the link to the Jerry Springer podcast. It can be heard here and there. Check us out. We're legit. Look at our website. Yeah. I propose Jerry Springer be one of the guests on this show. Megan Crickets. I no, heard nothing. Oh, you did call them a while ago. I, I, I really can't believe they wouldn't nothing. get back to you now. <laughs> no response. Wow. Now I'm offended. That's now. <laughs> see, now let's kick into our competitive gear. Let's get you so on that happened? damn show. So it just ended there with no. I've not heard a word. Hmm. Oh, she didn't say. Well, we'll get back to you. Gee, that's an I've interesting heard idea. Nothing. Well, nothing. And I, it's an NBC show. It's an NBC show. Well, maybe because they want me to live so I can continue nope, to do that's my not show. No, nope. I'm trying it's to definitely put, not okay. paint this in the best possible light. <laughs> Jerry, let's go to plan B. You got this hot shot agent. You work with one of the biggest talent agencies in, in the world. It's done me a lot of good. <laughs> yeah, right. And he ended up here well, on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Who booked this? <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Wow, and <laughs> this is a moneymaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to pay for it. <laughs> and he's got to pay for it. <laughs> Get <laughs> on hey, top of you it. You got another You're deal. Doing this wrong. <laughs> now, turn the dogs loose on this. Get your agent on this. Oh, Get man, you on this show. They'll be all over it. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, man, I think that I think that episode will write itself. I don't think you on there. Yeah, I think Bear Girls would just kill him. I don't think it would have to be no. the wilderness. He'd just be like, you know what, we're done here. I don't yeah, think really. <laughs> anyway, we got uh, Warwick and Lowell on later. They yeah. are very good. Yeah. They have been on. They were on a, a while ago when we first started, and then we've had them on recently, and we've brought them back. So they will be on to do a couple songs. They're excellent. And I wanted to ask you, Jerry. I hear all this talk from Democrats. Well, I, I don't hear it personally from them, but in watching all the talking head shows, the Democrats are so optimistic. I'm a Democrat. We Democrats are optimistic about 2018. Oh, we're going to take back the House, take back the Senate. It's going to be great. Uh, are we seeing it with clear glasses? I'm not sure. I'm, I think there may be a reason why for the first time we are. Uh, let's be honest, for the last year and a half, ev virtually every day, certainly a couple of times a week, uh, Trump does something, something, either says something outrageous, tweets something outrageous, does something, whatever, that conventional wisdom, everybody jumps in, that's it, he's finished now, it's all over, you know, we got him. And... Despite that, that something which would have ended the career of anybody else in politics, for some reason, he survives it. He's still around. And 
we get we always get the rationale, particularly from the uh, Republican Party. Uh, even people, even the thirty-two percent of Americans that support him, even if you talk to them, most of them will say, "Yes, I support him. I love what he's trying to do." This is the thirty-two percent, and uh, but they will admit, you know, there's always a but. Yeah, we know he's, we know he's rude. We know he's boorish. We know he's conceited. We know he's, uh, you know, misogynistic, just horrible towards women, bigoted, whatever. So his behavior is always rude. And yet the Republican Party, to be fair, tolerates it. Because even though they admit all this behavior, there's then always the but. But I kind of like that he's... You know, we need him to eliminate some of the regulations of my particular business. Or uh, I'm a rich guy and eh, they're going to do away with the estate tax. So that's going to be a lot of money for me. So everyone in that party seems to be, not everyone, but most people in that party, the politicians seem to be rationalizing his boorish behavior because it's one thing that they want to get. I mean, no sane person says, I want my kid to grow up to be like Donald Trump. No one says, boy, I hope my daughter meets someone like uh, Donald Trump or, you know, some guy like him dates my daughter. I mean, we all know that's horrible. And that, you know, even if you like this politics, but it's horrible. We put up with it. Now, what has happened just in the last couple of weeks to suddenly, perhaps for the first time, change that equation. And I think what has happened and why I have some optimism about 2018 is I think there's a tsunami. And a tsunami is caused, as you know, by an earthquake under the ocean. And the earthquake is the women's movement, the Me Too. That has all of a sudden changed the landscape, not just of our politics, but of our culture. As long as Trump was going after a particular group, politically, the Repubs could always figure out, okay, well, we're not going to get Muslim Americans to vote for us, but they're just that group. Or we're not going to get Mexican-Americans to vote for us because they're just that group. And we're not going to get blacks to vote for us because they don't vote Republican anyway. In other words, they could always politically figure out a way around the group that he just was incredibly rude to and bigoted or prejudiced, whatever. But now all of a sudden... With his behavior, which we knew before the election, but it was too close to the election to yet have that impact. But what happened, starting with the behavior that we knew of Trump, then that March, the day after he was sworn in, which has never before happened in American history, that you had millions of people, not just in America, but around the world, marching, and he hadn't even done anything yet. It was his first day in office. All of a sudden, there is a movement. 
and the Me Too movement and people that are incredibly powerful in all kinds of industries are suddenly being toppled, people that it was unthinkable that anything could happen to them. This is a movement. And the reason it's in a movement that is catching on is not just because of its moral worth, because being bigoted against Muslims, being bigoted against uh, Mexican America to Mexicans and uh, blacks and whatever your minority is, is just as immoral. But the fact is, now all of a sudden, there is not a family that exists in America that doesn't have women. You had a mother, you had a sister, you had a wife, or over 50% of the population, you're a woman yourself. And all of a sudden, whoa, they've taken on, the Republicans have taken on the entire culture, the entire culture. And think about it. This is an issue that can't go away. I mean, you can't even imagine it. What, you think in two or three months people are going to forget it and suddenly it's okay to slap a woman on the butt, grab her, say what you'd like to do to her, all this kind of stuff, this kind of behavior? We're never going back to that again. I mean, really, that can never happen again. No one's going to ever put up with it again. That door has been opened. And now the Republican Party has been branded. Why do you think we got what we got in Virginia? Why do you think we got what we got in, obviously, Alabama? What state am I in? Oh, North, North Carolina. New Jersey, sorry. New Jersey, Virginia, and Alabama, though. Let's not pat ourselves on the back too much. Nearly half of Alabama voted for Roy Moore, an accused pedophile. It's pretty sad when you weigh pedophile or Democrat and half the population goes for the pedophile. But the point is that all of a sudden, this is not an issue they can run away with. As long as Trump's still in the White House, as long as we have all the videos of the Republican Party endorsing Roy Moore. I don't care what they said in the beginning, they came out at the end all in for him. Every woman knows that. Any guy who ever loved a woman knows that. Any guy that, any person that has a daughter knows that. That's it. Game over. So right now, that is the brand, this war against women. Don't worry about the war against Christmas and whether Starbucks puts out a cup with a Christmas tree on it. This is a war against women, and it's not just sexual. It's a war against women in terms of women's health, Planned Parenthood, or early childhood education, uh, all of the um, Medicaid. All issues that women think a lot about in the raising of their children, health care, willing to pass this tax bill where 13 million Americans will suddenly lose their health insurance, 
And this is what the Republicans are slapping themselves on the back. We got it through. The Republican Party, I don't care how great you thought it was and what great people they've had in the past, and they've had that. They've been wonderful conservatives that I don't agree with, but they have great values. Great Americans. But now they gave all that up. When you had to choose a side, they chose to be opposed to women. And that doesn't go away in November of 2018. So therefore, that march that took place a year ago, the march continues. And people have to speak up on this issue and continue to speak up. The election of 2018 is about that, that value, more than anything else we go to the polls for. That's why I think there really may be a, this may be a wave election, and eventually, bye-bye Trump. All right. Coming to the stage this evening, we have Warwick and Lowell. Hey, guys. They're battling yep. through the crowds to get up here. Thank you, Jerry. That was really very well okay. put. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Hello, that's right, gentlemen. you're a woman. That's right, I'm a woman. Turns out you know a few. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank How you are you? Great. All right, so we have some brothers up here on stage, and you guys have been playing together for how long? Depends on who you ask. In this, in <laughs> yeah. this format, a couple of years, probably three years, but we've played in bands before, so... And who I mean, are some of your influences? Where did you get your... You've been with us before. We've we heard, have. Yep, yeah. kind of a country, classical uh, yeah, country vibe. I think... Probably for me, Guy Clark. Um, Steve Young for me. Yeah. yeah. Hank Williams Sr. Yeah. Old classic. Old classic solid country. country guys. Very, and very cool. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. First song this evening, Junkie's Son. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. Less to you now than you'll ever 
pants are bound to come from all the places where you'd expect them to. And his kids play in the yard, and their mother's in jail, and you know that she A drunk's junkie son and the sorrow of your life This year's grown cold And all around you everything's wild You can hear more of their music at warwickandlowell.com, and they have a self-titled album coming out on December 30th, so that's very exciting. Thank you. Um, the next song that we're going to hear from them is called Banker's Blues. It's a little song about economic inequality and economic injustice. So. Hmm. Jerry, you may want to pay attention Jerry to this. Jerry might like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's a political song it's is what I'm saying. <laughs> is, this, is this for the little people? <laughs> You really are. <laughs> I just... Mark. 
mark of a man is how many times he's fell down Sometimes I think I wear the crown I'm thinking about justice Whatever showed on the table was always the highest in demand Some always get to show this hand dollars that I spent Don't know just where that money went I've been thinking about excess How many cars do I need just to drive myself further into debt Three Jeeps and a red Corvette All the money from the man Just a pissed off rabbit With his heels dug deep in the sand Driving on over Choking on fumes Somebody take the cellophane Prize ass out of the room I'm thinking about unknown truth Hollywood features Playing in a voter's booth Warwick and Lowell, that was fantastic, guys. Thank you. Very, very That's cool. Good, yeah. Again, check them out, and uh, we're going to have Mr. Jerry Springer help you out with uh, Down by the Riverside on the way out here, if you don't mind. Can't wait. <laughs> I want someone to say, I'm mine. I'm not going to. Yeah, you know what? We're good. We're good. We don't need that. Yeah, yeah wouldn't it be great? Van just walks out. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We have standards. <laughs> we've, we've been waiting our whole career for this, though. But this is it. It's culminating here, huh? I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is the low point, gentlemen. <laughs> Down by the riverside with Mark and Lowell. Thanks a lot, guys. You guys Thank were you. fantastic. Thank you. 
and Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.